Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. Oh, man. So much to talk about today. We just talked for like an hour. Yes. But I still have more to say. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to say it? Am I going to say it? <laughs> no, I was pretending to be you. What? That's what I feel like you were saying with when you said yeah there. I was yeah. I just thought you were gonna start <laughs> speaking and then you just weren't speaking. Do you ever go on YouTube Shorts? Yeah, all the time. It's essentially TikTok. Well, first of all, let's back up a second. I think all of these iterations of TikTok are better than TikTok. Instagram Reels, no. Instagram Reels better. Ugh. What is YouTube your search shorts. when you hit the search bar on Instagram? What does it look like? What gets suggested to you? Mostly shirtless guys flexing. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> you want to know what mine is? I, you know, I'm almost... Golf. I'm about to out myself. Guys shirtless. I'm about to, I'm about to out myself. Pickleball. Pickleball's like... I'm, I'm going to even let you do I it. like how good algorithms are. This is bad. If, click, you're, if you click, think your I'm algorithm is wrong, it. it's because it's right. Yeah, that's what you look at. <laughs> that's what you look at. They, they are so accurate. That's gonna, what you look at. You're, all, you're, you're a fucking girls. creep. Those are all liberal chicks, too. That is a lot of liberal naked yeah. girls. You're They're creep. not naked. You're a creep. I don't want that. Yes, you do. Well, what am I going to not look? Well, you got naked men. Why is that better? Because that's what I look at. Because you are you like that more. Listen, look. Everything on here is something I'm interested in. Like, Eric Sim, baseball. Don't what follow him. Golf. Pickleball. But when I'm on TikTok... Weightlifting. Those are literally two no. men's penises touching. They're flexing. <laughs> They're, that is the gayest shit. To show off their physique. They look, <laughs> <laughs> they look great. That is so... Look at that transformation. That is so incriminating. We both have very incriminating I don't think mine's incriminating at all. For different reasons. Okay. If my wife looked at my, Shoot, my I'm saying I'm outing myself. I'm ashamed. I don't, but I'm telling you, I don't encourage Instagram to give me that. When Amanda looks on TikTok, look, my TikTok's not like that. Jack McCarthy, that's funny. That that's your first one. That's just someone painted. That's kind of like this is an ad. This is an ad. See, I haven't. This is live. We can't. Doesn't count. Watch so he gets normal stuff on my TikTok, and then my YouTube isn't like that either. Because I was gonna bring up YouTube. So shorts. that's what actually I was gonna say about TikTok is I think TikTok has the worst algorithm. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok doesn't give me what I want. TikTok which is why I don't use Insta- no reason. Which is why I don't use TikTok. And I'm not Instagram, on TikTok very often either. Instagram gives me what I want. YouTube gives me what I want. This is the shorts. The shorts on YouTube is just gun shit. I get more. Uh... So my Instagram is mostly for me like fitness. Golf and pickleball and baseball. And then when I go to YouTube, I get a lot of baseball, a lot of comedy, like podcast stuff, and then like sketch stuff. But I just don't understand why TikTok says... And I don't really use TikTok. TikTok says your interests are conspiracy theories and Grimace milkshake trend videos, which I think are the funniest videos. That's the best trend the internet has had to date so far. I haven't seen any of it. Oh my god, they're so good. Um, We'll go over that after the podcast. We don't have to do that on the podcast. Um... Then YouTube says, actually, no, this guy likes guns and sometimes baseball, but mostly guns. Uh, and then Instagram's just like, actually, what he really likes is 18-year-old anime girls. 
Which listen, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with like eighteen year old anime, <laughs> but but I just don't understand why that is. Well, because you're looking at. I don't it. mean to. I'm trying. Not, I'm trying not to. It's just what's given to me. See, that's what's I crazy just about it. Through the thing. Well, that's what's crazy about it is like it's not about how you interact with it. It's just I'm not about searching. It out. just knows like you it's stopped. A little bit longer. You on stopped that one. for. A th- Point three seconds longer on that post than this other post. Now we're gonna give you another one. I think it's hilarious. You're like looking at the the cuts on guys' abs and and pecs long enough where they're like, he needs more of that. And this and mine's like, look at this girl's tits. Also, like what you share and stuff. Like I share I, on Instagram. I never would share any content. So like, I, I mean, do you know how long it would take to get to find something on this page that's not either weightlifting uh, a fitness chick fitness guy sports. pickleball or golf that yeah. no, I, that I, I guess I there's understand. some guy playing the drums I think it's like just subversive because I'm political so like they don't give me the political stuff yeah they want you th- th- listen they're just trying to entrap you really <laughs> it's a trap they want you to like th- eventually you're gonna do something you're gonna be like yeah look at his that's what's gonna happen <laughs> look at, you're look gonna, at gonna get framed history. There's going to be some, like, anime oh, girl found dead in a ditch No! Somewhere, and you're going to be framed for oh, it. Oh, God. That's and now like, it's on the podcast. That's awful. That's why I brought any of this up. They're going to be like, oh, he's obsessed with these types of people. I brought this all up because YouTube Shorts this morning gave me a video of a teenage girl. And she was crying. And just, like, some text in front. And it said, like... I don't know what happened to my dad. We used to be so close. And now I can't even look at him. He's so this, that, and the other thing, and made, he makes me sick. It made you sad, probably. Well, then I started reading all the comments, and it was just thousands upon thousands of other girls who must be between the ages of, like, 12 and 22. And they don't have and relationships all of their, their issues dad. with their dads. But then I'm, like, actually, like, reading and analyzing these comments, and most of them, like, they don't even seem, like, the complaints are, like, nothing. It's like, my dad's such an asshole. He was mean to me, and now I can't even look at him. Or it's like... I hide he in my canceled, room when he comes downstairs he because canceled, he smells bad. It's he like, canceled my credit card. Yeah, my dad is so lame. He likes Trump and he's a conservative. Or like, my dad's so mean because he won't let me, my boyfriend. And like, some of them are sure are legitimate complaints. Like, not everyone's dad is perfect. But like, just reading those comments, it just seemed to me like it's a bunch of young girls who seem to have this vision of their dad when they were little as like this perfect being. Yeah. And then like... As they get older and start to realize that he's a, just another man, a yeah. human man who has but, the same faults as a lot of men they probably don't like. But they're taking it out on them. You just said it. Between the ages of 12 and 22. Go find a thread with like 30-year-olds. How much they love their dad. I know. Because it all it's it's cyclical. But it made and me it so back. scared and sad. Dude, I was Rose. really... Like, I was crying. And they're crying about... I was like, no. I literally looked at my two-year-old daughter. I said to her, I was like... No matter how you feel about me. But that's just because, me, like, as humans, we're incapable. I swear I love you no matter what. Forever. That's because as humans, we're actually incapable of imagining ourselves in other people's shoes. Everyone talks about it. Everyone knows other people has their own Have things. Shit, yeah. But no one is actually capable of, like, well, what must it be like from their point of view? It's just <laughs> selfish, it, yeah. like, you don't do the things I want and need you to do, therefore. Oh, my God. I watched a video of this guy... Calling, we talked about Destiny on the show before. I don't watch him a lot. He's a liberal guy, but is a liberal guy talking to Destiny about Ben Shapiro, and he's like freaking out because Destiny won't call Ben Shapiro far right, and the liberal guy is saying, "But Ben Shapiro doesn't even believe in gay marriage." But that's like exactly what you're saying in the political sense, where like progressives and lefties tend to have this idea where they they can't 
fathom. Like anything that's alien to them is People on the right, right too. People on the right yeah, have, have no ability yeah. to put themselves. They're all communists. Like, it's like mm. yeah, it's like it's like well, you're not like literally ten years ago, ninety percent of the country was against gay marriage. So like the, yeah. you can't just say all of a sudden be like now that's a far right extremist. Yeah. Like it's you have to be able to see the perspective of other people. Yeah, but reading those comments it made me I was just very upset for the future of being a father of a girl. I was like, please don't let me ruin this. Ruin her vision. Of by then, someday. by then, you're not gonna be worried about it. You're gonna have Carmen <laughs> taking him to baseball practice and stuff like that. Uh, um, I also wanted to touch on what we talked about last week and kind of follow up because things have developed a little bit uh, with the primary stuff going on with Trump and DeSantis right now. Because looking very much like Trump is just gonna walk through New Hampshire and probably Iowa. Um, and his poll numbers are stronger, and DeSantis are weaker, and it's just really surprising that, not really surprising because we literally said this could happen, but it's just kind of disappointing maybe that DeSantis is, is running a campaign that just doesn't seem to be geared to win anything. Like, it just is, what a loser. Oh. Oh, it's spam. Um, it would have been nice to have like a real primary over here. I don't know. It probably does more for your argument or opinion that you said that like this is all probably done on purpose. Yeah, like like Trump put to, him up to just it, to like, highlight the distinction between the two. Yeah, but I mean, Trump doesn't even have to fight. Like, he's not even not even working hard here. He's like even. Like, usually Trump has some creative, like, ways to jab at people. He's like, DeSantis is bad. (laughs) That's all he says. He's not a good governor. But it's almost good for him, though. Yeah. The more Trump goes low, it hurts him. Yeah, so he doesn't even have to, like, worry about it. No. Don't get specific. That guy sucks. You don't want to worry about DeSantis. That guy sucks. Let me tell you why I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah. But Robert Kennedy Jr. and Trump are... Really making a lot of waves in the um, political landscape. Listen, I love it. I'm on the side of, like, I don't care. I'm not going to vote. That changed. When I saw his workout videos. Robert Kennedy Jr. with his shirt off. <laughs> He's 70 years old, dude. I was like, this guy has to be the next president. <laughs> now, I saw a lot of people in the comments talking about, like... But, I mean, what about Trump's golf game? Matt. Trump just has played golf his whole life. So, like, whatever. <laughs> But what Robert Kennedy Jr. has done, and like I see people like shit on him, like oh, he's, oh, he takes steroids. I don't give a fuck. What he's, I hope he's taking steroids. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. He, of course, he's taking steroids. Look at him. He looks great. That's awesome. You know who wants to take steroids? Everybody. <laughs> so he looks great. And then I saw people complaining about like how much weight he was lifting, which I was initially like, you know, it's not even like that much weight. He's an old man. I didn't know he was seventy fucking years old. <laughs> he's an old man. Do you know how much weight that is for a seventy-year-old? <laughs> People, he looks like he's go, 58, 59, go, 60. Go walk the streets and ask people how old they are. And when they say they're 70, ask them to lie down lift and, 40 pounds. and lift 115 pounds over their head. <laughs> they can't do it. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. He's got some good positions, some bad positions, but he's generally, I think, one of the real ones. I like that he's an anti-vax guy. I like that. And well, he says he's anti-war. I like that. He says it all the time that one of his big selling points against Trump would be that he could take Trump on on vac- vaccines and lockdowns. 
Which is true. Uh, I just I don't know be, I don't where, think there's a standard yeah, like, a chance at all to get out of the Democrat Yeah, party, like, I don't think me. exactly. I can like, vote for him, though, which is sweet. I can vote in the primary. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to vote in the Democrat primary. When I... Be, I you should wear... I know it's, like, against the law to wear, like, political-affiliated, like, things. Or Trump stuff. But you should wear a Trump hat <laughs> to the <laughs> no, Democratic primary and be like, you'll get kicked out. You won't be able to vote. I'd be I'll just take the hat off, put it in the car, let me vote. No, I don't think they like, can't not let you vote. Yeah, if they, you're <laughs> not allowed, <laughs> they just tell you to take the shirt off. But I mean, I that's kind of what I was saying. Like, show up my Trump stuff. There's <laughs> no guys. I'm not campaigning for anyone. Primary. I'm a Democrat. When I was making that decision, if I wanted to rejoin the Democrat Party or the Republican Party or stay independent, because like what had happened, go through the whole thing. Bernie guy campaign for Bernie. Bernie gets fucked. Go to some Green Party meetings, leave the Democrat Party, become an independent, like Trump, vote for Trump, become, become a, a Trump supporter, join the Republican Party so I can vote for Trump in the primary. Do that. That was actually a great day. It's a shame that we don't we don't because of COVID we weren't able to enjoy the Trump re-election tour that should have happened. Trump should have been Reagan in in that second election. The country was fucking awesome. Everything was great. The only thing that sucked was listening to liberals cry about how much they hated Trump when he was doing everything that he should have done because the fucking previous four administrations of Republicans and I Democrats... I was living in Florida paying 190 for gas. <laughs> Listen, you could say that being the president has nothing to do with gas prices, but all I know is when he was president, <laughs> I was paying less for everything. It's true. Can't argue with those facts. But... We didn't get. We were deprived of that, but we did get the primary, and he did have a primary election, and I did get to vote in that, and that was fun. But then, after he lost, I had to make the decision. Like, I'm really not a Republican. Right? Like, I was kind of just faking being a Republican while I was registered as a Republican. I will say, it is a lot of fun pretending to be, like, really conservative in, like, <laughs> views. Just to piss off people? Yeah. Like... I mean, I had conservative opinions, like, on guns or other things, but, like... That's me, like, almost in, like, every sense. Just, like, it's very fun playing the, like, opposite side of... <laughs> of these people. The liberal, conventional, like, what's going on in today's... The super progressive. Um, it's funny. I think the first time I ever watched Parks and Rec, I was in college. So I was, like, a pretty, pretty staunch progressive. And I remember, like, not really thinking, like, not, I never really had a thought about Ron Swanson's character, but I just thought, I he was funny. funny character, yeah. Now, I'm re- currently rewatching it, and, like, every line he says, I'm like, that's true. My God. Like, I know he's supposed to be a joke of a character. But I'm literally him. But, like, <laughs> Yes. When he, like, all he wants to do as a government employee is to stop the government from being able to do anything, it's incredible. Like, that is what, when, like, they when they do something and they make money, it's like, what should we do? He's like, I think we should give the people, I think we should give the people a tax credit. Every citizen <laughs> will get 17 cents. I think that's the best thing we could do with this money. And everyone's like, we should make a park. He's like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, don't. He's like, what? Like, he's the head of the Parks Department. He's like, I don't understand why the government has anything to do with parks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why? Well, remember we had the episode where I pretty much talked about the Parks Department and how, like, it's the only good thing we do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Ron Swanson. Like, it 
really has nothing to do with the government. Yeah, no. The <laughs> government should do nothing. But thank God they do it. It's good. The, but it's the only good thing. There's an episode where, like, a little girl comes into the town hall, and she needs to, like, write a paper on why the government matters. And Ron Swanson demonstrates what the government is, and she has, like, brings her lunch. And he's like, all right, I'm the government. This is your lunch. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to eat, and he grabs one half of her sandwich, and he just shoves the whole like, whole thing in his mouth, and leaves, like, a little bit, and goes, I'm going to eat 40% of your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, eventually, she writes the paper, and her paper is, why does the government matter? And she just writes, it doesn't. And then, her mom comes in, and is like, don't fill your my daughter up with your crackpot ideas. Uh-uh, not crackpot. Very, very... Life lessons. Yes, like... Everything we do from a government standpoint is wrong and like almost against what I believe about humanity at this point is like it's not that, we've talked about it a million times. No one no one should be governing anybody. Yeah, it's inherently unethical. It's crazy. It's crazy that like this is the uh, the system we dreamt up. At, the best thing you can say about governance of all forms is that it's a necessary evil. I guess so. But I, that's I really the best, that's the best case scenario. Is you're you're admitting that it's necessary, but you also have to concede that in order to execute any basic form of government, you have to commit essentially atrocities. But like my idea is like, if no government of any kind existed, it would just be better across the world, not here. I'm saying across the world, no government. Just let people live in where they live, and just let free markets decide everything. Let whatever happens happen. It'd be fine. <laughs> Oh, some guy's going on a crazy murderous rampage. Better get your town together and go fucking kill that guy. What town? There's no government. Well, towns. What do you mean? Towns. Just. Not towns. towns. Alright, fine. Towns Towns is the wrong word. have government. Community. The idea is community. Your commune. Yeah. Get your network together. Hey, did you hear that thing about this this murderer? Yeah, we should probably do something about that. Well, we have guns everywhere. Good luck coming to murder me. I don't know. That's just my stance. I mean, it's not like there's not murderers now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's not like the roads are great and there's not murderers. Dude, I... Philadelphia just had a highway collapse. I was collapse. driving... We were driving to... Me me and Mom were, and Dad were in the car last week. And the roads were just a mess. And I was this like, road right here coming like, down my street. The tax dollars <laughs> that you pay in this state. For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. Where do you? Where's the? What's the benefit of living in this state? They're increasing the tolls again. <laughs> I want a super highway. <laughs> Never have to deal with traffic in this state ever again. If that's what they're doing. So, that's the type of stuff you deal with. It's crazy. Um. All right. What else you got? Nothing really. The aliens are invading. It's like another UFO video every eight hours these days. Uh, you had the fake coup in Russia. That was pretty interesting. That happened. That was like a cool story for like six hours. I love how the reaction, the conventional reaction of the mainstream propagandized American was to celebrate as if anything important was going to happen with Vladimir Putin. Um, as if it would have been better for the United States for the nuclear arsenal of Russia to fall in the hands of what I think before he launched his coup on Russia could only have been described as a bloodthirsty maniac who it's almost as if, it's almost <laughs> as if we as a country never learn <laughs> so dumb 
Like, why would you want... Let's give weapons of mass destruction... Let's give... Let's arm Al-Qaeda. Yeah, like, why would you want... Let's the arm the Taliban. ...who's leading the bloodshed in Ukraine you say is so awful to be the guy in charge of the nukes? Because it all stems <laughs> like, from this idea that, like, well, we can control that one. Yeah, like, that's the guy. Sure, he's a maniac. But at least he's our maniac. Now, I don't know that the CIA put him up to it or gave him money okay. to do it. Okay. <laughs> You're right. I don't know that. But, like, I just would say, like, if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. And Even if, if they didn't. And if they did, it worked exactly the way it always does when they do something like that. Like, pay someone to rebel against their dictator. Uh, because it ended spectacularly with all that money just ending up disappearing. So, like... Guy just was like, oh, sick, I'm rich now. Hey, Vlad, I'm coming to get you. And Vlad's like, don't do this. No, you're right, I'm not actually doing this. But can you get me asylum in Belarus? Sure. <laughs> okay. And all those soldiers are now not only contracted by the Russian military and not mercenaries anymore. There was a video. But they're also now only 100 miles outside of Kiev, which is crazy, or kilometers. So I have no idea what's going on anything with the Ukraine Russia stuff and I I really can't. Do you remember Gonzalo Lira? Nope. I can't express how much I I don't care about it. But I did see a video on Twitter today uh apparently from a minefield of like drone footage of like Ukrainian soldiers getting like blown up and stuff. And it really made me think not about anything that's going on, but just the idea of minefields in oh, general. How funny. No, it's like how do you get into one? <laughs> How do you just find yourself in the middle of one? You Shouldn't know, you know, like... Dude, dude, don't even fuck around with this shit. Do you know some of the fucking mines that Russia uses? They are fucking sadistic bastards. But wait. They have these mines. We, we use them too. But, like, we claim we don't. But they have these mines, dude. They drop from airplanes. And they're, like, the size of, like, little balls. They're tiny. And they're designed to look like shiny toys for children. And what they do is they scatter them over a big area in the grass, like probably a minefield like you're describing where people have to walk through. And the children who play in these areas see them and think they're toys. But the way these are designed is like when they land on the ground, they depress. And as soon as you pick them up, the depression, like as soon as they're off the ground, they, they explode. And they're designed not to kill. They're designed to rip your limbs off. And... Specifically, the limbs of children. They're children maiming mines. Well, they like, drop from airplanes. That's not what I wanted to talk about. Russian mines just, are no fucking joke, dude. I was just kind of fascinated <laughs> about the idea of like, how do you find yourself in a mine? They field? drop them on you from a plane. Because shouldn't you like, as soon as like one person steps on you, like, this no. is a minefield. Imagine Don't go into the mine. You're field. in a battlefield, a big open area, and you're defending a territory. Okay, that's also another thing I don't understand about Where war. They, why do we fight over big open areas? War is... The, the whole thing is kind of, of hilarious. Like, Meet at this field. We're going to fight over that city. Like, it's 2023. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, you you post up around your city in the fields and stuff, and you dig your trenches, and you hang out in your foxholes, and then planes go overhead, and they drop the mines, and then... You're now in you're the in the minefield. Field. Okay. And now you have to walk out, but like also, all the mines are in the grass... Sometimes, sometimes. I guess that makes sense. I don't know why. They plant mines. I don't know why. Because nowadays they drop them. My brain just assumed that they're all planted and you just walked 
you somehow made it all the well, way to the middle. they try not to make it super visible. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, we're in a minefield now. And a lot of the times they're in the woods, too. Like, they bury them under leaves or yeah. put them near trees, and you can't really see them, and then you step on them. So I just thought that idea was funny. And then you decided to bring up so, like, the a horrible thing. That's sad. Listen, I know it's all sad. I know what's going War on right now is horrible. horrible. But you know what? There's horrible stuff going on everywhere. And if we think about all of it, we're all going to be it's miserable and miserable. kill ourselves. Yeah, we can't. So you know what? I only worry about what's going on in my life. And there's no minefields in my life. Watch nope. it like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Sal, you'll never believe it. Start my new job. I'm stuck in a minefield. I'm in a minefield. I'm going to be late. You're actually, your foot's on a mine. You know if it comes off, you're dead. <laughs> like, the what? That's in a movie somewhere. Uh, behind Enemy Lines? The th- oh, I, think, I think that's it. I think that is it. Um, they have to like come detonate, like try to deactivate it as it's like under his foot. Gonzalo Lira. I sent maybe you a basic. video of him. Early on in the Ukraine-Russia conflict, he was in Kiev. He was an American from California. Who was oh, talking yeah. Talking about... Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, we, the last update I think we even talked about with him was that they sent people to him to, like, harass him or whatever. Yeah. He was eventually arrested and then let free. So but where is he now? Recently, he was arrested again and disappeared. He's gone. We, no one knows where he is. He was taken by Russian intelligence. But the reason why I bring him up is because our beautiful State Department was asked by a member of the U.S. press. Surprisingly enough. Directly about him, because he's currently, you know, an ally nation that we're giving hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars to, has an American citizen as prisoner for the things he said about them. Not for, like, crimes, but because he was telling the truth from his perspective as an American in Ukraine about the Ukraine war. And the State Department spokesperson who was at the podium when asked essentially laughed and said... We support our allies in the Ukraine. I'm not going to comment any further. Isn't that the fucking most fucked up shit? Gonzalo Lira, when I was watching those videos, I thought he was kind of a joke. Like, I didn't think, like, this dude is super serious. I was just interested in what he had to say as an American in Kiev. But the fact that they arrest, actually, like, disappeared, black bagged him over the shit he said in those ridiculous videos, that makes him look like a savant. Makes everything he looks like he said true. Well, it's typically what happens. Um, I'd be careful. Why? I think you're getting you see this? a bee nest made in your the lift master. In here? Yeah, I just watched two bees crawl into it. Oh, let's figure, let's figure that out. Yeah. Alright, I don't have anything else. Those are all the topics I wanted to cover. You got anything? No, this has been long. Alright. Good day.
Do you like, know how many games back there are in their division? Yeah, they're, they're in the division. I don't in their know. division. I know that they're eight games out of the wild card. Sixteen games back behind the. Woo! That division is gone. See ya. Well, I mean, forget the division and forget the playoffs. Like this Mets team has had such an incredibly disappointing season based on like their pay. They're the highest paid team in baseball. They're the fifth worst. Do you team know in what baseball. their problem is? Did, the, did I just stop it? No. <laughs> the the Mets problem is the exact same thing that the Yankees problem is like okay you spend all this money but when I look at who's on the team I go where's, where's the, money? the money who are you paying it's like the military budget also there was a, uh, <laughs> one of the Mets oh, guys at no it no it's good one of the Mets guys at Barstool Barstool I said Barstool at Barstool wrote a blog about how like the Mets are about the future you know it's not about now. <laughs> And Hubs was like, yeah, that's why you signed two 40-year-old starting pitchers, right? Like, what future? Your future's toast. You know what I think the reason is? I think this is the curse of David DeGrom. Who's David DeGrom? Wait, what is it? Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> Who's David DeGrom? I think, it's the, I think it's the curse of DeGrom. Now, I'm so torn on the Jacob DeGrom stuff. Listen. I think the Mets... You never Should do have. what they do. 100%. You did not... When they signed Verlander... You paid DeGrom. When they signed Verlander, I thought they had already signed DeGrom. Like, I thought it was DeGrom, Scherzer, and Verlander, because to me that was the only thing that made sense. Essentially trading DeGrom for Verlander, or tossing DeGrom away to bring in Verlander, was at the very, very, very best possible the, way that could have worked out, was a push. It's it was not so much neutral. It's not so much the curse of what they did to DeGrom. I, I understand why. I get the Mets' perspective on why. I wouldn't have done it. I think you paid DeGrom. There were way too many Mets fans who were okay with it, and like, well, they were happy with him. it. And they then, were, he the said audacity, he wanted to go home and to play for a winning team. The audacity of every one of those Mets fans to make fun of the Texas Rangers, who are leading their division, who are awesome, who I knew were going to be good, and they're doing it without DeGrom. They yeah, don't even hurt. need DeGrom. But, you, but he was your guy. Yeah. I hope, like, if Judge had gone to San Francisco, we wouldn't have been, like, oh, we don't need him. Oh, this is... I think we would have been apoplectic and upset that he was not a Yankee because he's our guy. And, like, regardless of whether or not he's injury-prone or whether or not he's, you know, bad in the playoffs or unreliable, like, Aaron matter. Judge is the best thing about the Yankees, and if I'm not watching him, like, what am I watching? Like, how... Like, Evan Roberts... Although, is there almost a negative to that, though, where when Judge is out, I don't care about the team? Like, I don't care about but watching... I think like, that's specific to this team. Like, if when like, Judge was out in the past, like, we cared about true. the Yankees. Like, they're on the West Coast tonight. I'm not staying up to watch well, them. I watch, like, the this first team inning. Is, this team is a load of dog shit. I watch, like, the first couple innings. I will not stay up. Which, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to bed. Which is why I have to give Brian Cashman credit. Because Brian Cashman is probably the only GM in baseball. Now, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they are the Yankees. But also, like, he doesn't have as high a payroll as the Mets. Brian Cashman can assemble a dog shit team that will still perform above 500. That Which is, is crazy. Because, like, if you look at... But this team is awful. There are teams that have horrible roster construction. The yeah. Mets have horrible roster construction. They're paying for it. You know what other team has horrible roster construction? And they spend a ton of money? The Padres. Yeah. That's, the Padres have been supposed to be good for the last year five years. Yeah. And they Never can't happens. do it. Because They're that a easy. bad baseball team. Mm-hmm. Brian Cashman builds bad baseball teams that are good. Yeah. And They're that's just... a credit. They that should be credit. better that because is he has more resources and he he just doesn't do what the fans But he think. also sucks at building a winner. <laughs> yeah, he's just not good enough. 
Well, I mean, when you look at the offensive production stats, like what Katie Sharp said in the John Boy and Jake episode today. John Boy wasn't on, right? He was, yes. Um, really? But when you listen to what they said, like, it just makes sense that this team is bad. It just doesn't make sense that they're as good as they are. They're a bad baseball team. But I think what makes them better is the fact that they were, were the Yankees and they're the Mets. So, like, the Mets just can't sustain being terrible. You know the what, Yankees can just on. You know what's making them better power. over the last like these last two series that like they weren't awful. The Yankees, yeah, they get all of their shitty play out in, Volpe, the, in one game and then barely Volpe, play. Volpe's starting to look better. He's starting to work at all. Bats. You Volpe haters are ridiculous to me. It's not Volpe hating. Yeah, you're Volpe haters. It's, it's get him out of here. It's not. I didn't want him out of here. It's said with a It's miners. jealousy. It's. Why do I look at across the league and I look at Corbin Carroll, who's going to win MVP and Rookie of the Year? I got Ellie De La Cruz being like a, a historic talent. He's played great all year. You're all t- you have you've two, he's played he's played too okay. high expectations. He's played okay. It's not too high expectations. I'm looking at these other rookies that have that Volpe was touted nah, higher nah, than. Listen, he's going to be fine. That's all. He might end up better than they all will anyway. He also could end up just not ever being that good. That's a possibility. Maybe. But like that has, but that's not going to be determined in this season when the entirety of the Yankees' offense is absolutely atrocious. And I agree. As much as you could upgrade at shortstop by putting another replacement level shortstop Corey in there, Corey Seager was sure, our shortstop. You you can't tell me that by upgrading a shortstop you fix ninety percent of the problems on this roster. Meanwhile, you probably could improve way more by putting a competent league average outfielder on this team or a competent. League average hitting well, catcher. Ridiculous. Who needs outfielders? Or a competent league average, you know, name the position. Brian Cashman's Third brain, baseman. Brian Cashman's brain broke when, like, Brett Gardner, when he was, like, done with Brett Gardner. He was like, forget outfielders. We, don't, we never need an outfielder again. Look, I was, I was so okay with them not bringing Brett Gardner back again to play left field. I would take when, him right now. Like, for the last seven years of Brett Gardner's career, my whole thought was like, well, they're not going to go into the season with Gardner as they're starting left field. Every year they did. But then I didn't realize that when they got rid of Gardner, they were just going to go into the year with not Gardner as the starting left fielder. They weren't going to replace replace him. him. It was like, well, we just don't have Brett Gardner. (laughs) Isn't that better? It's like, well, no. No, I'd rather have Brett Gardner. Then, like, a whole bunch of guys who have never played left field before and are pretty much just DHs. Cycling in that spot constantly to bat 180. All right, so crazy. I want to I want to talk about Manoa. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me what you're going to tell me. Okay, Alec Manoa. Yeah, finished third in the Cy Young last year. Sure, guy was unbelievable. Yep, Just pitching the All Star game. Cocky asshole. How much he hates Garrett Cole. Biggest cheater. Blah blah blah. Don't like it, Alec Manoa. Fat, ugly, <laughs> whatever. He's been awful this year. They sent one. they sent him down. But not tent to the minors. They sent him to the Florida Coast League, like, which all is all the way down. <laughs> that's high school kids. Those are guys straight out of high school. You're not Dominican you're guys. Not seen the league for a while if you're playing in that league. So he pitched. In but his that's first... probably boost his confidence. Played some good. Played some good. Go, shitty go players play these, down there. Go go. These kids don't even know how to play baseball. Listen, we know Alec Manoa is good. He's just got to get his confidence back. Send him against these scrubs who've never seen a slider from from a guy like Alec Manoa in their life. So he had his first game. He played uh, the our, our, our team, the Yankees Florida Coast League team. Okay, are you ready for a stat line? Probably not good based on how you set this up. 2.2 innings pitched. That's not good. 
10 hits. And he's not hurt. This is just like, no. they don't know what's wrong. Well, he's fat. That's what it is. He gained 30 pounds in the pitch clock. Radon's supposed to be coming back soon. 10 hits, <laughs> 11 runs, all earned, two walks, three strikeouts, two homers. ERA of 37-13. You're done. You're cooked. <laughs> I don't know how you come back from that. That's pretty bad. How do you mentally recover from that? Do you think we'll see Rendon before we see uh, Judge? Probably, right? It seems like it, based on At right this now. point now. I would believe that? If you would have said that two, a week and a half ago, I'd be like, You know no when shot. I knew that was going to happen? The moment Judge crashed in that fucking wall. I didn't even see the play live. I called. Didn't you I called call me. you immediately you after the play? I was like, Judge is gone. <laughs> just by how Judge... I just how John Sterling called the play. I knew Judge was injured forever. I don't like Judge being like... Like I don't like that. Like they're like, well, we're in the pool. Maybe we're gonna. We're not a few days away from like hitting. He's like, I'm. And then Judge is like, yeah, I can't walk without like crying. And it's like, oh, so like you're never playing this season. You're out. Like you're not coming back. God, it's so depressing. And I refuse to go in. Even if he comes back in September, I refuse to limp into the wild card again with the idea of like, well, we're, we're listen, Judge comes. We're back. getting healthy now. These guys are fresh. No, no, no. We do it every single year with Sevy. Sevy's coming back right before the playoffs. Sevy's it's like I, the other day. Listen, it's all a joke. I do not want this team to go out at the trade deadline thinking that they're going to make the move that's going to fix whatever or I moves. Do. There's I, one move. What is it? You either sell everybody or acquire. Shohei. That's it. You can't acquire Shohei. You could? I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible. What do you mean? Why wouldn't it be possible? I don't think the Yankees have any combination of talent or... What about Soto? Would you get Soto? Uh, he's not playing very well. He you're wasn't, thinking, he wasn't you're thinking of well. April Soto. He's once again being in just an incredible baseball player. I love Soto. I, I just don't think... Again, I just don't think there's enough talent in the system worth emptying that I think there is. makes Soto and the future Here's why I think he is. worth it. I think our system has horrible talent and <sighs> I've we've been witnessing that. Like we Why don't why isn't our team bu- busting with young good players? Because we don't develop talent. So just get rid of all your talent. Who cares? Who needs him? Jason Dominguez, he's been awful. No. Get rid of him. These are children. Talking about he's a seventeen-year-old kid. Was he twenty well, now? Twenty now. <laughs> it's crazy. And he's getting worse every year because well, we can't develop anyone. I think that at some point you do have to look at the pipeline of prospects to the MLB with the Yankees and start questioning why it's, it's only ever been judged. Nothing else. Like Judge is thirty-one now, and like Volpe's. I like Volpe, and even like his hitting struggles this year. I think if you've watched him day in day out. He looks like a real hitter, a real ball player, even when he's struggling. Like, he makes good contact. I don't know. When he's struggling, I hate that loopy pop-up swing. Uh, look, I mean, that's. I think that's just how we coach people to swing the bat. What does that tell you? <laughs> what, what kind you of know, We have an argument about the loopy uppercut launch angle swing this team has. There's a difference between what his swing is okay. and, like, what I was saying at that argument. Volpe's bat is not in the zone for a long time. His bat goes... He's a good player. I just think that he's a young player who got rushed up and was unfinished. It's like when you take a cake out of the oven before it's ready, like it's gonna it's gonna deflate a little bit. I was I would have 
cut someone's head off if they would have sent him to AAA to start the season. Yeah. He deserved to start in the big leagues. And I don't think they should have sent him down. I think he should just stay. That's what I'm I saying. I just want him to be better. That's all. But I think the better comes when the team all around him is better and he's not feeling like the pressure is on him at all. At the beginning of the year when there was no pressure on him he awesome. and he's stealing bases, even when he's not hitting, he looks like a competent player. And he, I, like I said, I think he's looked like a competent player this whole time. He's had some errors. He's struggled making contact for little fine. points. But the kid is a good player. I mean, compare him to Glaber Torres. He's a Torres. good baseball player. Like, just compare him to Glaber No, he's a good Glaber baseball player. All of the issues that Glaber Torres has, Volpe, Volpe has none it. of no. those issues. So, like, now Glaber's a good player in his own right in ways. But, like, the two, if I'm taking one of the other just as they are, even with the things that Glaber's already achieved, I would take the upside of Volpe because... I like his player profile way more than I like Gleyber Torres. I agree with you. Weak defender, no baseball IQ, completely absent-minded a lot of the time. That's the thing with Gleyber, though. We've seen him over his tenure with the Yankees make incredible high base, high IQ plays on the and, base path. And stellar defensive plays. But too. when it's not that, it is the What's worst. Going on? It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And, like... His arm angle has dropped every year. Yeah. And now he's throwing submarine to first on everything. <laughs> I want to strangle him. Throw you can throw sidearm. I don't care. Where are you throwing from your knee, dude? <laughs> it's crazy. You're a second baseman. It's nuts. Dude, when he got when he when he got caught when he first of all, he this was days after he got this. The only time I've ever seen a nine unassisted double play might be the only time it's ever happened. I don't know if anyone's really investigated that much. I'm sure maybe it's happened before, but possibly not. Then the next day, or the day, or two days later. Wait, what was the nine unassisted? Was it nine? What did I say? Right field. What's right field? Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. Wait, when did that happen? It was like two days before he got picked off at third. You didn't see the nine unassisted? I had to tell you about the nine unassisted double play. What was the one he was on second? It was... Okay. No, he was on first in that one. Yeah, I'm talking about the one he was on second. It was like a little bloop. Simeon catches it and then just throws to second and gets him out. Yes. Okay, that was, Not that? that was the other day. It was completely embarrassing. I don't think I saw the nine right unassisted. After, that was right after he got a nice double. Like a hustle double. And like, oh, sweet. Glaber, I thought he was going to get thrown out. Didn't. Second and third. Beautiful. He gets thrown out of second because he's running and he's standing right behind Bowers on third base for no reason. Uh, but that was like yesterday or the day before, or two. Well, I don't. Whatever. The day, yeah. Maybe it was the game we lost to Texas. But two days before that, who did we play before Texas? Seattle. Yeah, it was in the Seattle series because their right fielder is really good and athletic, and he was on first base, and there was a pop fly that. I thought it was going to drop in. It was the Cole start because Cole started the game the same way. Uh, it was like a a sing, leadoff single. Oh no! What the fuck happened? It wouldn't have been Cole because I don't think Cole. I think Cole only pitched against the Rangers. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't the, the Cole start. Is where Glaber got picked off at third. No, whatever. Whoever was pitching started off the same way. They had a, like a a bloop, but we didn't catch it. It landed and they scored a run. And then out, when we were up, Glaber uh, got a. Got on first, and then the next batter hit a bloop, and it looked like it was going to drop in. It was just hit like down the line, shallow right. The right fielder makes a shoestring catch at his ankles, but like in mid right field, not like he's on the infield grass or anything. Like he's in mid right field. Well, where the fuck is Glaber Torres? 
Glaber Torres is around second base. Glaber Torres is nowhere and in the fitness because of where the bloop is. First baseman's trying to catch the pop fly. No, the first baseman's standing on first base. The right fielder could have thrown it to the first baseman and still recorded the double play. But it was just like, but because this guy's Torres asshole. is so I'm far jog, away, he jogs and first steps on first base. Like, on his way into the dugout. <laughs> like, guys, you did it! We're at the inning. Let me just uh, step on first. I'm pretty sure I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> But, like, that's the type of thing you get with Glaber. So, like, Glaber will hit bombs and he'll play good defense most of the time. But then he has catastrophic, just, like, no idea how the game of baseball works, which is crazy. Like, that was... And you can't, you can't have that from, like, the best hitter on your team, which he is. <laughs> so like, he's... When Judge isn't around, he's, like, the most reliable, just hitting player. It's crazy, because he's not that great. No. He's, like, a 260 hitter. With, like, a 750 OPS. Glaber Torres, by the way, another one where, like, we could look at, like, in terms of development. De- like, declined. Did we get the best out of Glaber Torres? I don't think so. We saw what he was at his peak, and, like, why can't we capture that? Gary Sanchez. Just the list goes on and And a lot on. of these players, their peaks are when they first get here. Or, like, when they're, like, yeah. new. And then over time, it just, like, implodes. Dude, and you can even, like, go down the list of people that, like, we gave up on. <laughs> And then, like, years later, once they're, like, at these other destinations, they figure it out. Like, Jorge Mateo is a solid Major League player. He's really good. We couldn't get anything out of that guy. We didn't even try. We gave up on him. We were like, eh. Well, you know Floriel. Floriel's going to be awesome. (laughs) Because we've never given him a real chance. He's killing it. Peraza is going to be awesome somewhere. Look at what Aaron Hicks is doing. He's been incredible for the Orioles. I think Aaron Hicks is shitty, but... Keeps going. But Aaron Hicks... Look at Gary! Certain players like Aaron Hicks, I don't include because that's more to me like a mental thing even gary i think is a lot mental like just couldn't handle the pressure of the situation but like gary we broke because then he was bad on the twins took him like a little bit to like recover like gary didn't i think gary would have been fine if like the fan base didn't make such a big deal about pass ball a non-issue really like his his initial when the pass ball conversation started he was it still hadn't really even good. been an issue. And it was, and he was still really good at it the play. He was fine, yeah. And then, like, it was like, well, you can't catch. And I was like, well, that's an exaggeration. And that, was, and that was at the time where, like, the back of our bullpen was, it was Chapman, Canely. And Ottavino. And, yeah. And he was like, well, like, you can't. They're, they're throwing spiking, the ball into the left-handers. sliders. <laughs> like, I don't, like. Yeah. And there's not many catchers <laughs> who are making all of these stops. So, like, that conversation eventually just, like, we were like, all right, Gary, get out of the batting cage, start sitting with Pena, get down on one knee, stand up on your heels, go back, and then it's your like, glove, frame the pitch. At what point is he like... Pull the runners out. He can't even hit anymore because he's just only thinking about... And catching. then he's being told constantly about how bad he is. Like, yeah. he's constantly being told by fans and the team what he's not good at. Rather than like, Gary, you're like a legend of the game of baseball. But we've gone backwards because now we have Boone who just tells people how good they are. <laughs> Josh Donaldson's the worst baseball player I've ever seen. And Boone's like, he's so he's, good. He's right there. Have you seen his analytics? Listen, if he hits the ball just I'm going slightly fuck harder. what he's doing. The guy's hitting 130. He's got like 10 hits on the year. I don't think I've ever been, maybe both of us, have ever been more right about something other Dude, than it, like that Donaldson. We were recording the day the trade happened. I said it in real time. I said, this trade this is, is awful. awful. Why did we do this? I'm pretty sure we were both dumbfounded by it, but like we tried to talk ourselves into. I was like, like Josh well, Donaldson has Donaldson. been good in, a, in five years. <laughs> but he hasn't played. He hasn't been Josh good. Josh Donaldson was like dead on the Braves. He was awful after the having Braves, a bad end to his Toronto stint. The Braves got rid of him 
and he went to the Twins, and he had a resurgence. His resurgence was an 830 OPS. For like, what, two it's, weeks. It's not great. It's not a great resurgence. It was good. But, like, he's also getting older every year, and you're like, we got him. Dude, if the Yankees just hadn't made that trade and just signed Carlos Correa, you're a better team today. Corey Seager. <laughs> yeah, no option. It's Marcus Simeon. Did you see either? I tagged you in a tweet about Freddie Freeman because you had made the comment about how you don't like Freddie Freeman as I, much. Whoa. I think, I well, yes, I think I would have, I would have rather had Matt Olson over Freddie. Freeman. But did you see in this in the three years since he turned thirty, he's yeah, like he's the incredible. best player in baseball. Yeah, he's incredible. I'm just saying, like, we could use him. We didn't want him, Rizzo. <laughs> That's another one that I'm going to go down being so right about people who love Anthony Rizzo. The guy has never been. He's been a very good baseball player his whole that career. Cubs That's team, it. That Cubs team was filled with some of the weirdest players. Ever that won that World Series? Yeah. Rizzo's the best, one of the best ones. They were a great, they were a great team. That Together, Cubs team yeah, is a great yeah. team. But like, think about where Chris Bryant, Bryant is Baez. awful. Chris Bryant is awful. Anthony Rizzo Schwarber. is good. Schwarber not that good. He's like a weird hitter. Uh, but together they made a good Addison team. Addison Russell at the time not that good. Yeah. Was Addison Russell even on that World Series? I don't Series think he team? had got called up yet. No, he no, he had gotten called up, but like just on the team. Was he was he in trouble at that time, or was that after? I think he got in trouble after. Uh, Ben Zobrist, the catcher that's the manager now, whatever the fuck his name is. Like it's not like that team was filled with stars. What? What'd you do? I found a seed. I was holding on to it, but then it was it fell out of my hand. All right, that's the sports angle. Oh, actually, there is one more sports angle. Uh, Dolphin stuff. Did you hear? Do you listen? You don't listen to the Dude, Omar Kelly. Donaldson is betting one twenty-five. <laughs> How much worse can it? Do you get? How many hits he has? Well, probably eight. Eight hits. <laughs> Six are home runs. Six home runs. Eight hits. Um, he's played in. He only played in twenty-one games. On the Omar Kelly Elaine Poupart podcast, they talked about how after the end of this season for the Dolphins. 40, I think they said 41 or 43 players are either unrestricted or restricted free agents. And the Dolphins are projected to be, even with that, $37 million over the cap next year. And it was like the most horrifying thing I'd, I think I'd heard. Sorry, hold on. I That's apologize. Okay. Yeah. What happened? So the Dolphins, according to Omar Kelly... I think he said 41 or 43 players on the Dolphins' current roster this year will be restricted or unrestricted free agents at the end of next year. That can't be right. That's what he said. That's what he said. But that we're still projected to be over $30 million over the cap based on con- like our contract commitments right now. Listen, I don't <laughs> worry about the cap with he said, Stephen Ross. Now, what, what, Kelly, what Omar did say is that he thinks that just based on like the structures of everything, that even if you could probably resign most of the key players and restructure and keep that cap number 100%. low, but in the next two or three seasons, you're looking at like a Ram style. Like you're gonna have to say goodbye yeah, to the players. But I think that's fine. Like I think in the NFL, well, we're not. It's he, not about building these long term runs. Well, his point was just that we're not drafting well enough to sustain that though. Like if we don't, start I don't think you have pieces, to. I don't think you have to sustain it. Like. I think what we just saw, the off season before and then this off season, is you are effectively saying to your team, 
this is it. This is our window. Go get it. Go fucking win. Do whatever it takes. The sad thing Put is money like, off to the future as much as possible. Give guys a ton of money in signing bonuses to offset their salaries. Whatever we have to do, Stephen Ross is willing to put up that capital. Yeah. And we said it. You can't do it forever. And they said it. That if they don't win a playoff game this season, it's a failure of the year. Oh, yeah. And I do think that like if you're not winning a playoffs game this year... Now, it's a tough division. I, I kind of think... You're, you. It's a tough division in the harder conference. You kind of have to win your division this year. You have to. I think like you can't. Wild card's not going to cut it. You ex- you can't expect to sneak in with a wild card and win. You really need to be as good but as you like, possibly can be. And like go go fucking make some noise this year. Don't be the team that's like scrappy and exciting. Go be yeah. the team that's dominant. dominant. Go fucking win. Some go be now. the team that people are like. Yo, I'm scared. This Dolphins team is a problem. Now, it's nice to say that, but, like, just by the history of our team, like, that probably won't happen just based on, like, what we know and expect. But it's sad to think that, like, if it doesn't happen, you're potentially looking at, like, another... Like, if we're disappointing, you're probably looking at a whole other regime. Here's the thing, though. Top to bottom. If... Maybe yes, not McDaniel. But I kind of think... No, no, no. Not, not McDaniel. But here's what I think. Here's where I think I'm at. This is what I've thought. I've been thinking about this. They're actually in a great spot. I do love the roster, though. If you are good, it will be because of Tua. If you are not good, it will be because of Tua. Could be the defense. I'm not worried about the defense at all. They might not be as good as I I want them to be. They are not going to be nearly as bad as they were last year. I would agree. Um, And I think if you just have a middle-of-the-road defense... You should be good. This is a a 10-win team minimum. This offense should be improved. Which is crazy because we were one of the best offenses last year, but you think Which is why the running backs we've added. What's that bug on your ear? Wild looking. A chain and uh But that's what I'm saying, like it, it's kinda gonna come down to Tua. Yeah. So if Tua gets hurt again or just isn't doesn't play well, which if he's on the field I think he's gonna play great. Karate Let's say he does kid. get hurt again. That should be his nickname. If he gets hurt again and he's out and misses four or five games and you miss the playoffs because of it or you lose in the playoffs because you don't have your QB, well, guess what? You're probably going to have to rebuild anyway because you need a quarterback. Isn't it just so nice that two is our quarterback, though? I'm scared. I just like that I'm going to have to hold my breath every game. I just like that it's Tua. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> There's so many years going into the season where I'm like, I have no faith in the quarterback, but the roster's good. But like this year, it's like, man, the roster's good and Tua's good. You just got to not die. And like I'm not even I'm not even one of the people that are saying like Tua can't get hurt. Tua can miss like six games potentially, and we could still be okay. But you can't just no. not win when Tua's not on the field. Like teams across this league win with manage backups. to win a game or two with a backup quarterback. Go go one game below five hundred with your backup. That'd be great. Fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. Don't go over. over. You can't. But I don't think that though. I'm at the position where like I need Tua to play. Every game, and if he does miss a game or two, it it has to be because of like he got the fucking flu. Nah, he could get nicked out. No, nah. it's a demanding sport. Mm-mm. Dude, quarterbacks across the league play every game. Not always. Patrick Mahomes plays every game. Yeah, but he's he's the best guy in football. Jalen Hurts plays every game. Justin he's Herbert like, plays every game. Ah. Joe Burrow plays every game. Ah. Josh Allen plays every Joe game. Joe Burrow missed half his career already. He missed the first season because he had no <laughs> offensive line. He was dead. He got killed. So did Tua. Tua's missed, uh, Tua's missed significant time every year. 
Yeah, but in the in his rookie year, half of that time you probably shouldn't have missed. So doesn't matter. Well, it would have been. I'm just, saying, I'm just telling you, like quarterbacks around the league play, and when they don't play, typically their teams aren't good. All right, but like sixteen games of fucking Mac Jones versus twelve and a half games of Tua is probably the same. No, but it's, it's way not. better. It's not. It's not. I'd rather have my twelve and a half games of Tua because we're gonna win eleven no, of those. Games. I need my I need my quarterback to be there week in and week out. I need my team to win twelve games and make the playoffs. And the best chance you have at that is by Tua playing sixteen games. Sure. I the agree. best chance you have to be a good team to win your division and to make a run is by your quarterback playing every single week. Yeah, but because you can say every the same single week about, about Tyreek or by you don't want Tyreek to go to jail for beating up if, people on boats. If tomorrow they hand down a suspension where Tyreek Hill misses six games, that would be terrible. We sure. I'm not worried about those games. Don't become like, oh no, we're not going to win this game. I still have full faith. In our offensive game he's, that we can win. He's almost as important as Tua. No shot. Oh my, yeah, he no is. No shot. He's not. He's not. I think he, I mean, he, 1,700 yards, hard to replace. Sure. Like, you do have people who can replace it. Like, you do have Jalen Model. You do have... Jalen Model. You have, you have Chosen Anderson. You have I'm Braxton Berrios. Okay. You have these... Get you out have Ezukamba. No. You have guys. No, you have guys. You have no tight you, ends. You have nothing when Tua is gone. We have not been able to win a game when Tua is out. Sal, you can't can't win those guys either. You know who just lost Tyreek Hill and just won the fucking Super Bowl? The Chiefs. They shit in the face of Tyreek Hill. Let's not pretend like the secondary cast. Because they have Mahomes. No, okay, yeah, but who else do they have? Travis Kelsey. All right, and who else? That's it. Oh my god, the whole roster is stacked. No, this is the lie that you've been fed about the Chiefs. They're receivers are dog shit Bullshit. outside of fucking Travis Kelsey last year. And they just lost Miko Hartman this year. Line. They just lost Miko Hartman this year, and it's not going to matter. They're still going to be good. Better offensive line, all-around better tight end room. Their offensive line isn't that good. The wide receiver room is solid. It's okay. Running back. Our wide receiver room is better is without Tyreek Hill. Team? Who the hell is our running back right now? Uh, what's his name? Alaire. Edwards Alaire. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. They have a great running back. He's right? not great. He's, he's good. Really good. He's good. Better than what we got. That, that's not true. Raheem Mostert no is a better running back. Yes, one hundred percent. No way. One hundred percent. Crazy. It's not that crazy. Look at their numbers. Clyde Rizzler isn't a isn't a beast. My only my only thing is like I agree. I would love to to play all seventeen games. I just don't think that if he doesn't, the only thing he can't miss ten games. We won't he win can't games. miss. He can't miss four games. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. Can't isn't how. Like, if he, can't how. Like we, if he misses four games, what happens? He's not your quarterback next year. I don't think that's true. Oh, I think it's 100 true. If he has the season he has last year, but misses four games, he's absolutely getting an extension. What happens if those four games are the last two games of December and he misses your first playoff game and you lose? What if he misses two games, and it's the last game of the season, and then the, your first playoff game, and you lose? Probably still get an extension. No fucking way. If we make the playoffs. No fucking way. You just games. made the playoffs, and you went into the playoffs without your quarterback. Yeah, but if he makes, and we make the playoffs, and it's those two. No shot. I think he does. I think he no probably shot. gets an extension. No Especially shot. if he has good numbers. Listen, I am a 2 of fucking yards. I love him. He will win us a Super Bowl. He has to be healthy for him to do that, though. And I think it's really important. I think it's really important he plays almost every game. 
And if he's but missing games, not, it has to be like I think it was very more weird important stuff. last year than it is this year. I think this year is the year where it's like he's actually more secure if he misses time. He doesn't have a contract next year. What are you talking about? Well, obviously. Well, yes, he does have a contract. He has a fifth year next year. Next year is the fifth year. We didn't year. pick up that option. We, we picked did. Up. We picked up the extension. He's wor- He'll be under the fifth year next year. This is his fourth year. He'll be under the fifth year next year. We didn't extend him. I don't think. And that's then right. we have the franchise tag the year after that. So like, he doesn't have to get a contract for the next three seasons. I don't think that's happening at all. This is his fourth year. Next year will be his fifth year. That's under contract. You're right. Okay, they exercise the fifth year option. Yeah, and then the year after that, if we don't extend him in the next two but years, but that doesn't mean he's your quarterback that year. It almost 100 percent means it, he will be the starting quarterback going into. You did camp it because year. if he's healthy this year and he's good. He's your quarterback next year, and you have him for a good price. If he gets hurt again... He's still your quarterback. He's not your quarterback. Yeah. You might draft someone else, or you might bring in a veteran to, like, oh, we need it. But he's going to go into the training camp as a starting quarterback. No. Yeah, of course he is. He's an affordable, young quarterback that's really good. What are you going to do with him? Let him go? Trade him somewhere? Yeah, probably. For what? What are you going to trade him for? Listen, I'm just telling you right now, if he's hurt... Again this year, like significant. This is significant time. All right, if let's he say, can't all right. get up in a playoff you, game, let's play your scenario out. Tua gets hurt, misses a playoff game at the end of the year. Chris Greer and McDaniel's didn't win a playoff game. And they're all really disappointed, and they're disappointed at that fact that Tua was hurt. And now they're making decisions for the roster going forward, and they're like, "We're moving on from Tua." How do you? What does that look like? How do you move on from Tua? I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. You can't cut him. You just you picked up the fifth year option. Yeah, but you picked up the fifth year option specifically so that you're it's it's like playing uh like a game of cards. Like He's you're gonna just, be on the roster or you're gonna trade it's him. It's insurance for him being good. Okay. So you don't get ha- you don't have to pay an exorbitant price. But you, that's why you did it. But it's also a guarantee for him that he will be getting paid that fifth year money. Sure. But it's not if like you're going to cut not, him and pay him. You could. No, you're, he's still making good money on that contract. Listen. You can't pay him and, and he, not play him. You can't. You could you could trade him, but... Going into this year yes. as, like, Tua being your quarterback mm-hmm. is the 100% right move. Sure. If he gets hurt again, it's insane no, to it's go not. into the next season. You're trying to win. Yeah. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You need to do that because you have a really good quarterback. But you can only do it with what you have available to you. There's no magic. But if he's not available option. to you, if he's not he's available. Not, he's your quarterback under If contract. he's not available because of injuries, you cannot go into the season with him. But he will be. You're saying he's only missing two games. And like it's just the one of those games. No, I'm saying if he misses significant time. In my world, yeah. this year, yeah. I need him on the field. Every single week. I understand that. That is what I expect out of him. I would love that. I need That'd him playing great. every game. I need him making the playoffs. And then I need you it's playing kind of out of everyone's in, control, in those playoff games. Sure. We're going to try real if hard. If week six, there. he suffers a concussion, and he's out for five weeks, well, guess what? Jesus. I hope not. Guess what? He's he's done. Like he's First of all, I actually do believe if he suffers like another serious concussion, he's probably done... Well, we're not talking with, about him retiring. With football. We're talking about the Dolphins moving on. And I don't but think that the happens. the Dolphins are moving on if no matter what, he misses that kind of time. It's almost impossible for them to move on in that fifth year. I don't think it is. I think that there's almost nothing that can happen to Tua outside of like missing the whole season. But even then, they probably would just 
again, run it back. They might, again, bring in competition or maybe even bring in someone with the idea that, like, they're probably going to start. But two will be on this roster. And I don't think they do that to I think you they have, actually like him. So if I think you have, be the starter. If you have a team that is designed to win, mm-hmm. a defense that you think is good, you're going out and getting stars all over the place, you're paying money for the best best defensive coordinator you can, you believe in Mike McDaniel, and Tua is hurt, and he's what's limiting you because of his availability issues. Not his play, we know how good he is. But if his availability issues are a problem, I don't care how much Mike McDaniel likes Tua. His job depends on winning games and getting to a Super Bowl. But that's why he would keep Tua. Because Why the know, fuck would he keep Tua because, if, if his job is dependent on him? Because who are you going to play, Frank? You, you go out and get Skyler a veteran. Thompson? No, you go out and go to veteran. What veteran? Who is knows? Aaron Rodgers who walking knows? through the door like yes, the, the Jets. Jets. All right, the Jets believe they are quarterback away. I don't think they are. But they said, we can, if we think our roster is good, we cannot go into this season. The get is from Tua when he's healthy. So you're going to run out Tua when he's healthy. Sure. Yeah. So you're not going to move on and pay some veteran quarterback you are, a bajillion dollars while you pay Tua. You're not going to do it. You can't do it. You have to win with Tua and the backup okay. you get to Let back me ask you Tua a question. up. Let me ask you a question. Yes. You have to. One of the – they're predicting – and listen, predictions could always be wrong. But if they're predicting that the Lions are going to be good this year because we <laughs> saw what their offense was like last year. They had a really good offense. That's, that's going to be a top offense in the league is like what people are saying. Let's say it is. Let's say Jared Goff has another great year with them. And Tua's hurt. You're telling me the Dolphins aren't going to say, let's go get Jared Goff in here? No. I don't think they're going to do that. And I also don't think that even if Tua's hurt, I don't think the option is going to be to like pay two quarterbacks like $20 million. I don't know what Tua makes on the 50 years. Probably like $23.4 million. Oh, my God. It is so much. God, quarterbacks make so much money. That's your fifth-year quarterback. You can't get rid of him. So you're just praying he doesn't get hurt. I agree with you. It's better when he plays. You need him on the field. But again, this whole conversation was sparked by the idea that like you can't lose when your start when your starter is out automatically. It can't just be we're chalking up the L because for the last what four or five seasons, even before two was on this team, go back to the Tannehill days. Like, it hasn't been since Matt Moore there's been a backup quarterback on this team that you felt confident in could come in and get there a win. Until Bridgewater stepped on the field, we thought Teddy Bridgewater was good. Until uh, Brisket was on the field, we thought Brisket was going to be good. But the actual fact of the matter is the quarterbacks that are 32nd, 33rd, 34th in this league are not good enough to go out there and win on mediocre rosters. This roster is really good. It was really good last year. You needed a backup quarterback that could at least elevate that talent a little bit, and we didn't have that. And this year, we're looking at a backup quarterback in Skylar Thompson, again, and Mike White, who I think is hot dog shit. So, like, it just seems like we're in another position where if Tuba goes down, we don't have someone there who can get the Okay. So, like, I think that's a bigger problem than just, like, we have to get rid of two if he gets hurt. Fine. First of all, I don't even like talking about this because in my head, Tua is not getting hurt this year. He's playing it out. He's going he's gonna to be fine. I think but the jiu-jitsu is going to change his life. I really do. I fully believe that. I think we're going to actually like, we're gonna write a fucking documentary one day about how jiu-jitsu turned the Dolphins into the Patriots because of <laughs> Tua's <was>, Tua's going to play until he's 45 and he's going to be incredible. But, hypothetically, 
Let's say he gets hurt again, and Skylar Thompson plays. Skylar Thompson looks really good. I would love that. He looks like a great. Like, they, they liked him when they drafted him. He looked okay. He's a good looking quarterback. He looks. Of the he time. looks really good. He can run this offense. He's been around it. They're not thinking. In fact, I hey, want. Let's talk about Skylar Thompson. For a are, wait, are they not thinking though? Like, hey, our best. We know. Like, and I don't know. In any world, they're not going. He's when our two starter. is healthy, two is playing. When two is not healthy, the other guys play. What if Skylar's awesome? Well, he's got to be better what than two. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if but Skylar, he's not to be better? But what if he is? He's not. What if he is? He'll be. He, I think Skyler has the potential to be a decent quarterback in this league, like a Kirk Cousins style. Get the ball around. Kirk Cousins. Make smart There's decisions another one. type quarterback. There's another one that they could theoretically go at. Okay. Theoretically. There's there's your dream scenario. Here's the perfect like playing out of what you said because it was Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins. And who's the better quarterback? Okay, it's Kirk Cousins. But at peak health, there was no question about who the better quarterback was. It was Robert Griffin III. Dude was electric. Uh, but, sure, but like... Do you think the Vikings are like... Wish we had Robert Griffin there? No. No. But that's what like, I'm saying. At least what we have I'm a guy is, who plays quarterback for us. What I'm saying it's is... it's hard finding quarterbacks in the NFL. Until two is like out of the league, though, he is the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I, until that contract I don't up. disagree with you, except for the fact that like I do think if he misses significant time, they're going to have to figure out another option. Because at some they're, point, if they the know, NFL... Is same thing in college sports too, in college football. It is about protecting your job at all costs. Mike McDaniel's job is directly linked to the success of Tua at this point. So if Tua is hurt and Mike McDaniel's on the chopping block, like, hey, if we don't win next year now because Tua got hurt, that's a lot of faith to go into like a season. I know, but the solution isn't gonna be to move on from Tua. I'm telling it might you, be. it's not. It might There's be There's no way to do it. They're married. They are married. And that's how you want it. You want your coach married to your quarterback. We've done it. You've ended up in the situation where Tua's fate and McDaniel's fate and Greer's fate, they're all the same fate. That's how the, a good organization is run. So if Tua gets hurt and underperforms, it's going to reflect badly on, on Chris Greer because there's not a backup quarterback on this team that can win a fucking game. Why? And McDaniel because he can't coach a fucking backup quarterback to squeak in a game. We should have won that Bills game last year. And then we wouldn't even worry about who's on the field playing quarterback because we would have won the game. But we didn't. And that's more on McDaniel than it is on Skylar Thompson because he, as bad as the mistakes Skylar Thompson know. made Skylar in Thompson that game, awful. he also was good at times. For what he is, remember, Skylar Thompson walked Skylar off. Skylar Thompson's a terrible quarterback. <laughs> I didn't Skylar like anything Thompson I saw. Is, as Thompson. close to a walk-on professional football player, professional quarterback, as you get in the NFL, dude was he's no Brock Purdy. Dude was not a like a, a stud college quarterback starter for four years. Neither was Brock Purdy. He comes out undrafted, and he well, just he wasn't impresses. undrafted. He was drafted. What are we drafting the seventh round? Yeah, he was like I think like the second to last. Ten picks before yeah, he was like almost Mr. The last guy. So not undrafted, yeah. But like pretty much his pedigree is absolute dog shit. So like. The fact that he looks as good as he does when he plays, like he looks better than a lot of backup quarterbacks in the league. But most teams, I disagree with that. I think he does. He looks better than a lot of backup. He looked better than Teddy Bridgewater last year. Sure, Teddy Bridgewater is awful. You wouldn't have said that at the start of the year. 
Sure, but like I think Teddy Bridgewater looked better year. than Mike White. Uh he's probably like on the same level as Mike White last right. year. Well Scott think of where Skylar Thompson's starting and where Mike White is in his career. So like Skylar Thompson's ceiling is way higher than a lot of these people. But but now we're just talking about backup quarterbacks. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes. There's no fucking good backup quarterbacks. There's not enough good starting quarterbacks. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think, like, the, look at how the Dolphins left parted ways with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I don't know how the relationship ended with Ryan Fitzpatrick because I know he liked Tran Gailey and he was, like, in with that coaching staff and we know how all that shit happened with that coaching staff. But, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick could have been the backup to Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick could win games. Well, so there are quarterbacks. Not now. He would have been, like, 42. Jacoby Brissett, too. Like, as bad as he was for the Dolphins, like... Look how bad he is. He won games for the Browns last year. Do you remember what he looked like when we played them? Yeah, he was bad. He was bad. That's so bad. Because there's not enough good starting quarterbacks in the league, let alone well, that's backups. Why your idea that like, they're just going to throw two out the window because he hits his head is not going to happen. They might. I think he could blow out his hip again and miss a year and a half and still probably start the second he's healthy because he's that good of a player. He's just fragile so far. That's not good. No. But, I mean, you're never going to get perfect. So until you it's have all, a better talent. It's all irrelevant. He's literally playing every game this year, and we're going to the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'd not, like him to I'm play, not even worried about it. I like my standard. Like, I'd be disappointed if he played less than 13 games. I won't be disappointed if he plays 13 games and he plays as good Dude, as he played honestly, last year. It also just comes down to, like, pure just, like, being a fan of my team. I like watching him play. I'd rather him play. Yeah. I want to watch him play every week. I would lo- if I see... The Bills the, the season- Bills get to watch Josh Allen every week. Yeah. That's fun for them. Yeah. They go, we have our quarterback, and he's really fun to watch. Think- Tua's really fun to watch. And I think the season that Tua starts 17 games is a season where the Miami Dolphins are Andy- leading the Listen, NFL. And he's probably winning the MVP if he plays every game. God, imagine. So... Who would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes. No. Who would you rather have healthy IKF who can play any position in the field and steal home plate sometimes and every and all the bases, uh, but he's a light hitter, not offensively good, um, but reliable, going to play every single day you want him, always there. Or Tua, a player who's extremely gifted. Like, freakishly good. But, like, also freakishly fragile. Like, sometimes you're surprised that he's injured from the limited amount of contact that he even touches. Well, actually, we don't have to go football to baseball here because we can just use Judge for this example. Like, Judge isn't fragile. I would use Stan. Yeah, Stan. Stan's fragile. No, because Stan, the answer is easy. Because, like, you wouldn't... Like, fuck Stan. Yeah, I'll take it. I can. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Judge isn't fragile. Judge has been healthy for the last, like, three years. He got hurt... Because why the fuck does Dodger Stadium have a concrete slab in their outfield in playable territory? I don't judge that. Like, you can't blame anyone for that. I don't blame the Dodgers. I don't blame uh, that I do. concrete slab. Why do you have a fence? Aaron a Judge fence? broke the wall. It was a fence. It was a chain link. I would have broken that fence. <laughs> Anyone We've running seen him break any... many walls? Dude, in he's baseball. he's broken the Yankee Stadium blame, while they have to come out and like fix the padding. You can't blame the Dodgers for not expecting a giant of a man to plow through their. their I don't know. He literally he didn't hit like a concrete slab. It's like the foundation for the bullpen. I mean, he hit a con- like it's concrete the concrete slab. It's like how this is a concrete slab, like this lip right here. Yeah, because it's higher up. 
You think someone would have been like, hey, you hey we think, can't have a foundation. What if someone goes full speed running over there and they hit their foot on that? That would probably be a problem, huh? Yeah, it shouldn't be a step. It should be a gradual incline. <laughs> it should be a ramp. Just like they had like that <laughs> this, when they had the monuments out in Yankee Stadium, like before it was behind a fence. Like people are going to die on that. Dude, if Tua plays 16 games. Imagine if he played 17 games and we finished the season 5 and like... They should offer that, like, <laughs> these sports books. Like, if Tua, like, over, under on Dolphins win totals, but, like, a with, with Tua, Tua and, without and without Tua. I'll take the under without, I'll take the over with. I feel like without Tua, we should still be a playoff team. I would have said that last year. I think we were last year, too. I just think we, we were. We were. We were. We had to claw we our way won. into the playoffs last year. First of all, you can't convince me that first Jets game that we were at wasn't rigged. That was the most rigged thing I've ever seen in the Teddy NFL. Teddy Bridgewater wins that game. <laughs> well, Easy also, with his, with I will say, the, the whole caveat to all of this is, like, last year, it wasn't even like we were just playing our backups. It was like, well, we were playing our the backup to the backup every, every time. time. Yeah, we never actually got, got the, the guy, the guy who prepared to play that week. Yeah, which is crazy, but that's which is happened. hard in the NFL. It's hard to do that. You don't. You're not getting any reps. You're like playing <laughs> so as freakish. You're playing as like the practice squad. You're like actively playing as the other team, and then the game happens, and instantly it's like you're starting. Actually, you're starting now. It's like well, I didn't practice like in, at all. In like multiple instances, the backup had to come in almost immediately. Yeah, it was like three times. It was like the backup was expected to start, and then the backup actually had to go in. Yeah. Immediately. It was crazy. It never happens. Dolphins had happened to them a lot last year. And it happened in that Jet game. And to me, that was the most fraudulent thing I've ever seen. And then, we should have won that game, even still. The whole year, there was only one player taken out by Spotter. (laughs) And it was Teddy Bridgewater on the first first play. play. For no reason. He got up, he was like, I'm good, everyone. They were like, get Get him out of there. It's crazy. Jets had to win that Still game. Still almost though. won that game, kind the of. The season was off the... Well, we were... It, we were, it felt like we were going to win it. It until... all came down. We went for it instead of kicking the field goal. Yeah. Which I think still... No, we missed the... the field goal. Didn't... It was Sanders missed the field goal. Wasn't that what did it? Yes, but then I think we had another opportunity. We went for it and didn't get it. Which I think is the right call because Sanders was missed the field awful. Goal. Yeah. I don't know what was Is it. he our field goal kicker this year? He can't be, right? I think he is, but we brought we in... We competition, We drafted right? a punter, though. Who I think is phenomenal, which I'm really excited about. Having a sick punt. I don't. We drafted a kid. I think here's a bet I would take. Undrafted free agent, a punter who was expected to be drafted in the sixth round, but didn't get drafted. Here's a here's a bet I would take. Total punts for a season, taking the under on the Dolphins. Oh yeah, I think we're never gonna punt. Really shouldn't, especially if you sign Dalvin Cook or you or you get something out of this A chain kid. If by the end of the season, your running back, your first and second town running back is A-Chain by the end of the year, then I think you definitely have uh, a team where you shouldn't be going for long field goals ever. You should be going for every short conversion attempt because you can line you up. You just be moving the ball. Yeah, you line up with a good running back and a every, this passing game. Every single set of downs is four downs. Oh, sorry, Rose. Why did it rain? Why is it so nice? I mean, you're in your house. All right, I mean, we just recorded a full podcast, by the way. All right, cool. 